Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. And today we're gonna talk about sleep because it is the day after daylight savings time. And so we've lost an hour of sleep. And so it seems like the perfect time to talk about this because sleeping is crucial to your weight loss. It's crucial to everything. Uh, There's a great book, Why We Sleep by Michael Walker, I believe is the name. He's a Harvard neuroscientist, psychologist. Very, very good book. Um, basically, what it comes down to is sleep is crucial for everything. And uh, they're figuring out more and more just how important it is. But when it comes to your weight loss, it is absolutely essential. It really is your secret weapon. And I don't want to sound you know, hyperbolic here with what I'm saying, but literally, the more you sleep, the better high-quality sleep you get, um, the easier time you're going to have mastering your weight. Um, two big reasons why, right? Um, first one is when you don't get enough sleep, when you don't get enough quality sleep, uh, what happens is you wake up tired, right? And so your body's looking for a quick burst of energy and your body knows the quickest way to get a burst of energy is to eat some healthy food, right? Some sugar, or some flour and get that spike, you know, of glucose, that spike of energy, um, and so when you don't sleep, it's kind of a double whammy effect of increased unhealthy cravings. And when you haven't gotten enough sleep, your mind's not working the same, right? Literally, you don't have access to the same executive functioning abilities as you do when you get a good night's sleep. And so the double whammy effect is that you, your body starts craving unhealthy foods and you have less ability to stop those unhealthy cravings. So it's very difficult in a state of being sleep deprived to really consistently make healthy food choices. You know, um, you're not able to think as clearly, you're not able to connect to the goal um, that, that's important to you. And so the whole process becomes a lot harder. So the more sleep you get, and um, we're gonna talk about how to do that in a second, because when you sleep, it's important to recognize that sleeping is a skill. You know, a lot of people have this idea that, well, I'm a good sleeper, I'm a bad sleeper. They think of sleeping like their height. They just are what they are. Um, however, that is not true. You can absolutely impact your sleep and literally develop yourself as a better sleeper. <laughs> and we'll talk about how to do that in a moment. Um, but again, it gets to a deeper point, And I want to talk about that, that your weight loss journey, hopefully, is not just about weight loss. You know, you're really missing the big picture if it is, because there's so many other things that you can improve and make better in your life um, using you know, kind of kind of folding it in with the weight loss you know that, that you want to achieve um, so we don't want it to just about be a number on a scale or a size clothes we want to make this about really becoming the person you want to be um, a personal development journey you know to, to living and becoming the person who you truly want to be and part of that is weighing what you want to weigh um, being as healthy as you want to be but it's more than that it's having the energy you want to have it's being able to cultivate the relationships that matter to you, achieving the things you want to achieve that are important to you. And when you start making these the main focus of your journey here, the whole process changes. You know, there's a lot more motivation that you kind of fold into it and that makes it easier. And so in terms of sleep, this is this is the point, right? It, it affects everything. You know, everything that's important to you in your life is revolving around sleep to some degree, you know? Um, so the more focused and committed you get on becoming a better sleeper and getting the proper amount of sleep that you need, 
uh, everything just automatically and naturally improves. Getting better at sleep is what we call a leveraged behavior. When you make a shift in your sleep quality and uh, quantity, everything else just improves naturally. And, and that's what we're looking for because we wanna make this process as easy as possible, right? And so on the flip side, when you're getting enough sleep, again, it becomes easier to lose weight because that double whammy effect starts working in reverse, starts working for you. Where when you get enough sleep, you feel energized naturally and you are able to, you, you, the, the cravings for unhealthy foods go down then because you have enough energy, your body's okay. And on top of that, you're able to think more clearly. It's easier to connect to your goals. It's easier to route the dopamine through what's called the dopamine control circuit, which basically just allows you to appreciate and connect to longer term goals rather than short term goals. And to put this in weight loss language, um, easier for you to realize, well, I'm not gonna eat the cookie now because I want to become this person later, you know? And that becomes a lot easier when you're getting the proper amount of sleep. So how do we get more sleep? Well, this is a whole thing. I mean, literally have a whole program on this, but I'll give you some of the high points because what I want you to take out of this is the realization and the belief that you truly can become a better sleeper. And this is coming from someone, I was a terrible sleeper um, for the first part of my life. I mean, bad. Um, and it wasn't until I learned yoga, meditation, relaxation that I was able to become a, a very good sleeper. And I would say I'm a very good sleeper now. I fall asleep very, very quickly. Um, you know, I have a program called Sleep at Will because that's what I'm able to do, literally go to sleep at will. Now, how I was able to do that? Primarily, ab above all else, because I don't do everything perfectly. I want to make that clear as well, that you don't ever have to do everything perfect to, to be good at it, you know? But the big things that got good were I was able to relax physically very deeply and I was able to quiet my mind down. And doing these two things when you get into bed, when you wanna to go to sleep, to kind of bring yourself to sleeping. Because again, another thing you have to understand is you can't make yourself fall asleep. You have to kind of back yourself right up to like the edge of sleep and then just allow it to happen naturally. So I think that distinction is really important because you can't force yourself. And this is a key factor because a lot of times people wake up in the middle of the night and they're upset that they woke up and now they're trying to make themselves go back to sleep which actually does the exact opposite because you start getting frustrated, you start getting mad, you start releasing adrenaline and all that brings you away from falling asleep. So we wanna be strategic and when you wanna fall asleep, whether that's when you first get into bed or do you know, um, do, do you wanna fall asleep after you've woken up, after you've been asleep? And it's the same process with both of them, which is that you are relaxing your body physically. And again, the more you practice this, the better you get at it. Imagine yourself sinking into the bed. Imagine all the muscles just relaxing and letting go, letting go of any tension physically, breathing more fully, um, and then mentally allowing your mind to either quiet down or focus it on things that are relaxing to you, remembering a, vaca a relaxing vacation moment. You know, it doesn't have to be the whole vacation, but just a moment you're on the beach and you could feel the sun in your skin and you're really relaxed and calm. And so as you practice relaxing mentally and physically, you're gonna find that sleep is kind of the next natural progression, you know? Um, one other way to work and develop all this is using hypnosis sessions. Hypnosis is very good um, for bringing yourself right to the edge of sleep and then letting yourself fall, fall on it. Um, and so if you want to listen to those, I have those on my, my YouTube channel. I have a bunch of sleep hypnosis sessions. Again, how effective hypnosis sessions are when you're sleeping, 
the science says it's not very effective. However, listening to those sessions in order to relax and bring yourself to the edge of sleep and then hearing those suggestions as you drift off to sleep, I think that is valuable. Um, but uh, it, it can help you in both of those ways. But so uh, we'll kind of wrap it up with this, that now's a chance for you, right? Because this week here, we kind of lost that hour of sleeping. And really it can, it's only an hour it sounds like, but it really can kind of throw things off a little bit. Um, with, with some of the kind of circadian rhythms we have, our, our kind of sleep clocks, it can throw that off a bit. And so give yourself a week here to really focus on getting more sleep and getting higher quality sleep, being able to relax, let go, and work on getting better at it. Because the better you get at sleeping, the easier your entire weight loss process becomes. All right. Um, so yeah, if, if you all have any questions, you know, feel free to ask them. Do you know about manifesting? Um, hey, Angela. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know a bit about manifesting, you know. Uh, I, you know, now, obviously, I think, I think a lot of people put kind of hypnosis and law of attraction somewhere in the same ballpark. So I would say people that are into one tend to be in, into others. So my, my feeling is that, like, I like law of attraction stuff enough. It's okay. I find it to be very kind of inadequate for my opinions. You know what I mean? I like more explanations. So I like the hypnosis explanation of manifesting better, you know, um, but that one, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ask any, any questions you have about weight loss, anything, feel free to ask them. Be happy to answer them. Um, yeah. And anything, you know, I'll deal with the full holistic approach to weight loss. And I, you know, if I can help you, I'll help you. And if I can't answer it and help you, then I will let you know that too. Um, but manifesting, anyways, let me just finish up on that. So, so the idea of manifesting basically is the idea that we're kind of in one mindset or another. And so a lot of times, um, wait a say no, because you said live as if you live as if you are already thin, that's basically law of attraction. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I would say, this is my opinion, take it or leave it. If you're a law of attraction person, you probably won't agree with this. Law of attraction, I like, I like the general ideas about it, um, but I don't think that there's a lot of depth to it, is my opinion. And so, yeah, if I just said, oh, just just, just live as if you're a naturally thin person, which I've said in videos, right, I say that. Um, but I have, like, for example, like my, my, my program, right, my, my weight mastery program, it's, it's an eight-week program, and there's a 60-page workbook. Do you know what I mean? Like, there, there's hours of trainings. So I don't think it's enough. I, if I say to you, hey, you know, to live like a thin person. I don't, for most people, that's not enough direction, um, instruction to make them actually do that, you know? So I think law of attraction, the, the basic concept I, I agree with, but I think there's a lack of guidance of how to make that a reality is what I think, you know? Um, but that's it. Oh, okay, Angela. Yeah, you know, you you messaged me. I was gonna I was gonna send you back, right? I think that was you, right? Um, I, I think you messaged yesterday about what you're doing. Um, I would like to lose a kilo a week. Okay, so. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So you're not gonna like my answer, but I'm gonna say it. <laughs> um, just because I I just want to be clear. You know, again, I I do things. I work with a certain type of person. Usually I'm working with people a little bit older, um, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s in that range. And so the goals are a little different. The goals aren't so much about 
Well, that's not true. <laughs> Everyone wants to lose weight quickly, so the goals are no different. Um, they're more open to the idea that we want to take it slow. There's a lot more value in taking it slow than, than quickly. Um, so, you know, you might be in a different situation where you just want to lose the weight quickly. So, you know, is it okay to do cardio every day? Um, yeah, sure, definitely. Uh, so I'm 72 kilograms. 163 centimeters. I'm uh, eating 1,200 calories a day, fasting 16, 8, and I'm exercising high intensity training five times. So, how long have you been doing that? You know, is my first question to you. Did you just start this like last week or today? You know, um, let me know how long you've been doing that. That'll give me a little bit of <clears throat> context. Yeah, I've just started. Um, okay, so here's here's the the question you have to ask yourself. All right, and um, and so I may not be the right person for you. So I would say that that is a plan that sounds like it's going to be a, a relatively short term plan, if I had to guess. Um, yeah, okay, if there's a better way to do things. Well, if you want to lose weight quickly, that sounds like a great way to do things. <laughs> and I know you want to lose weight quickly. Um, if you want to lose the weight long term, that may not be the best way. You know, it's always up. I have a golden rule that there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. Okay. So that's why it's always dependent on what your goals are. You know, if you have a, um, you know, if you have a goal, I don't know, maybe you got a wedding coming up or a photo shoot and you want to look a certain way for that, then that sounds like a fine plan that I would imagine would bring you very close to your goals. Um, will you be able to live that plan long term? I don't know you. So I don't know. You know, but that's a very intense plan to start on day one and to carry out <laughs> to day 365 one year from now. But you're not thinking a year from now, right? You're thinking about you just want to you have a, a weight loss goal in your mind. You want to hit as quick as possible. So what I do more is I work with people that are really more about the long term weight loss goal. I w I'm getting the impression you're more concerned. You just want to get it down quickly, which most people do. And so I basically, everything I say is kind of against that. Not, there's no wrong with it. I mean, if you want short-term results, you, you do that, you know? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll be moving beginning of May. So I, I would like to just lose eight to 10 kilograms by that time. You know, that, that's, a, that's a substantial weight loss goal, you know? It doesn't sound like it because we're constantly told that that's a normal weight loss goal, but that's, that's on the intense side of things. So again, I'm just gonna put this in your ear to think about it because most people... Um, I think that two months is realistic for that. I mean, it's an intense one. Um, you know, it becomes, what do you want to do after that? You know, once you get to that goal, what's the plan? You just kind of figure it out, right? Um, so, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, it's a hectic way to go about it, <laughs> for sure. For sure, that's what I mean. It's just, it kind of comes down to what the goal is. I'm always telling people, I'm always more of the long-term. Like, so here's my goal. A lot of times the diets, the diet mentality is all about how can I lose weight quickly? And what I'm always talking about is how can I master my weight? How can I return to my goal weight and stay there forever on near autopilot? Those are two completely different goals. And that may not be very appealing to you, you know? And so I would not be the person to speak with. I mean, your plan sounds fine for a short-term plan to lose some weight for the next two months. Great, you know? I'm always more interested what happens on the third month, <laughs> you know? Um, so I don't know how old you are, you know, but, um, you know, if you're in your twenties, you know, I guess maybe you got to go through that. I don't know. I work with people that have done that a bunch of times and now, you know, that's what happens, you know, yeah. Your metabolism slow down or store fat. Yeah. I, I would worry about that too. 
Yeah, definitely the dieting. You know, I don't know. The science of metabolism is an interesting one because people are so different depending on their genetics. Yeah, you're 19, right? So, I mean, I know you just want to you want to drop it off. I mean, what would I want to say to you? I was 19 when I went on my path where I wanted to just lose the weight for good, you know, and I'm thrilled that I made that choice because here I am almost 30 years later and I've never had to deal with weight issues. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about weight all the time in terms of like how I'm eating and I'm, my lifestyle, I'm always looking to optimize it, but I haven't had to like diet. I haven't had to work out crazy. I haven't had to do any crazy plans in 30 years because I have a long-term approach to this whole thing, you know? And so I guess I'd ask the question, would you rather, you know, really do it in the hectic way, you know what I mean? And drop, um, you know, drop that weight in two months, you know, or would you rather do it half as hectic, lose half the weight, but two months from now be in a much more grounded position where you could kind of keep on going and you're developing a plan that you could live with forever, right? Cause that's probably not a plan you expect or anticipate living with forever, right? It's a plan you're going to use to lose the weight, but you always have to remember And I guess this is, there's never, you're never too young to start asking this question. What do I want to do once I get to my goal weight? what happens when it's May 1st and I, I hit my goal? What do I do then? You know, cause there's a thing called the planning fallacy. It's a cognitive bias we all have where it's this idea that, you know, it's gonna, well, A, first of all, it's gonna be a straight line of success to our goal weight. And then once we get to the goal weight, well, I'll just figure it out. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll just, I'll stick to a plan. I'll figure something out, you know? But people rarely do. And it's the thing that leads them to forever, potentially, just repeating this process of oh, I'm going to go on a diet and they lose some weight and then they get off the diet and they put the weight back on and then they they just keep cycling through that. Um, if I did it and I did reach my goal and continue gymming and transition into a 1600 calorie def- diet, would that be okay? I mean, it, it's all okay. It's really, it's up to you. You get to decide what you're going to do, you know? But me personally, I'd rather transition to a 1600 calorie diet now and see where the weight goes. You know, I, I don't know where you're eating now. And again, I've had this conversation. I, I never understand the idea. Like, let's just see, let's just say you're eating 2000 calories a day, right? But you're going to cut it down to 1200 calories. And then once you lose the weight, then you're going to bring it up to 1600. It's like, why not just bring it down to 1600 and see what happens? You know, that's going to be way more manageable, you know? Um, but that's up to you. You got to figure it out. You know, 1200 calories is, affects people differently. That's, that's not a lot of food, you know? So if you get obsessed with food, if you're hungry all the time, if you find binging starts creeping in, you know, you got to look at the big picture, I think, not just the number on the scale. And it would be a, a real sign of wisdom for yourself and it would be a real gift to your future self to focus on weight mastery. You know, how do I want to live? How can I live at my goal weight for the rest of my life? Why not focus on that right now? You see? And again, it's hard to pull yourself. I always joke with people that it's like as a hypnotist, I was going to put people into trances. I thought I was going to hypnotize people, help them lose weight. A lot of times it's more waking them up and we get in this trance of, I'm just going to do this extreme thing to lose the weight. Well, then what? Well, then I'm bringing up to 1600 calories. So you imagine bringing it up to 16. Would you say the scale matters because I did it last week perfectly and I didn't lose anything? Well, yeah, but it's just a week. You know what I mean? You have to give your body some time and, you know, and does, does the scale matter? Um, yeah, you're gaining muscle. It is in a very short-term time frame. It's hard to predict what's going on. You know, is the truth. Um, you know, if you're weighing yourself, well, the scale does the scale matter? I think the scale matters. If if your goal is to lose weight, I think using a scale is a crucial tool to to have. Now, I know people have a lot of emotional stuff connected with scales, but that's a different story. You can't argue with me that having a, a tool that's reflecting back what you're doing <laughs> is invaluable. 
you know? Now again, I know there's a lot of mindset and emotional work that needs to be done for people a lot of times, I get that. But, you know, like trying to lose weight at a scale, it's like trying to drive without a speedometer, in my opinion, you know? And I think on top of that, the scale should be used all the time, you know? Like, like I think every day while you're actively trying to lose weight, because if you just measure yourself week to week, you don't know, and especially female, like it, it's like you don't know where you're at in your, in your cycles and all the rest of it. My weight can fluctuate five pounds in a day, depending on what I do. And so I think if you weigh yourself every week, it's there's too much time there. You know, even if you weigh yourself the same time a day, same day, you don't know when it went up or when it went down. And so when you start doing it every day, you start to really understand the fluctuations of your body. I found that to be very helpful. I don't weigh myself anymore because I'm at my weight I want to be at and I have my lifestyle and eating structured in such a way that it maintains the same weight. I weigh myself occasionally, but when I was actively wanting to lose weight, I was weighing myself all the time, you know? And and it gets you over. I don't know. How are you going to lose weight? How are you going to get, how are you going to master your weight if you're so terrified of a scale? Do you know what I mean? It's just, to me, it's just representative of a whole bunch of emotional stuff that's probably going to sabotage you in some way. That, that's my opinion. Again, there's no right or wrong. Oh, thanks, Trey. Um, so again, you know, it, it's it's always up to you to decide what works for you, you know? But I would definitely say, this is the other thing too, like when you have this short-term goal of just losing weight, the only thing that starts to matter is the scale. And so, you know, here you go, right? You had a great week last week, relatively, I guess, you know what I mean? I don't know what you did, but it sounds like you probably went to the gym. You kind of did things right. And you're probably feeling really good about yourself and on track. And then you step on the scale and then you feel discouraged, you know? And so it's important not to make the, so here I am telling you to use the scale every day, but I'm also simultaneously selling, telling you that the scale and the weight should not be the primary goal. And I know that sounds weird. Um, what should be the primary goal? Well, I would make it more, more holistic. I, I, the weight can be part of it, but the weight's usually not enough of a long-term goal. So why do you want to achieve this weight? I'm assuming you feel you'll, you'll look better. You'll feel better. You'll be more attractive. You'll be more confident. You'll be happier. You'll be proud of yourself. You'll feel more successful. I don't know. Maybe those are some of the reasons. And so if those are the reasons, there's other ways to achieve those as well that support your weight loss journey in, in addition. You see, but if we only look at the number on a scale and think, well, if I get to, you know, X kilograms or X pounds, that's going to mean everything's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, right, Angel. So, um, so I, I always say like, and I say this, for, I'm going to, here I go, I'm going to go in dad mode, right? So I, I got a daughter um, close to a similar age as you, and I'm going to give her the, the, this spiel. Um, and Trey, I got you. I'm going to get you on that. Oh my goodness, the healthy guy. Now I want to I want to hear more about that in a second. That's really interesting. That's cool. All right, yeah, I, I want to hear that. I want to hear that. Um, but let me give let me I want to give Angela my, my spiel on um, being a young woman, <laughs> my dad mode. But this is what I think, and I think it, it's great to have a, a whatever goal weight you have. I think that's fine. But I definitely think in society, women, it's unfair, and and it's it's so much attention paid to how you look. And I think it's it's a path that doesn't lead you to happiness necessarily. I think when it's balanced in a holistic kind of approach, I want to be a healthy weight. I want to look the way I want to look. All that stuff taking into account who I want to be, who I want to live. I think that's that's fine. Um, I think sometimes it's very easy to just become very superficial and just want to look a certain way, thinking that looking that way is going to make everything great. And I don't think it is. I think that if we get on that path, it's just a path of feeling bad about a lot of things. And so um, I think that, again, wanting to be a healthy weight and look a certain way 
within the context of being the best version of yourself, I think is great. I think just wanting to look a certain way, if you feel like crap, you know what I mean, is not good because just looking a certain way and feeling like shit is a path to depression, you know? So I would suggest again, kind of coming back to, well, if I want to feel more attractive, here's what I think is attractive. No, take it or leave it. Um, is that, is that you want to be happy. You want to be content. You want to feel good about yourself. You want to be, enjoy the life you're leading. You want to feel strong. Maybe you want to look good in your clothes. You want to be vibrant. You know what I mean? Um, but I think when you feel happy, when you're nourished, when you're eating, when you're living in a healthy way, when you feel good about yourself, I think that exudes an attractiveness on a whole nother level. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm the crazy, the crazy 50 year old guy you're saying that I don't know, but, but this is stuff I tell my daughter. And I think it's important for, for young women to hear, because again, obviously they got all this pressure to just look a certain way, no matter how, what it takes to get there. And I couldn't disagree with that more. Um, which isn't to say that you, I, again, your, your goal sounds, I appreciate that Angela. Right. So, so I want you to hear that because it also <laughs> dad mode for five more seconds. And I promise that I'll flip off of this, but it's like, you know, what we put out into the world, we get back to a certain degree. Do you know what I mean? So if all we care about is how we look, if we're starving, if we're always thinking about food, if we are never thin enough, we're never good enough, that path sucks and it attracts a certain type of person into our life that, that, that likes that, you see? So I think focusing on the inner health as well as the outer health is really the secret because that exudes in, and broadcasts out a completely different signal and message to the world. And I think it brings into our world more the person you may want to attract, you know? So that's what I think. So I think, I think 19, you're, you're fortunate to kind of rethink this a little bit and really think about, am I going really extreme so that I can look a certain way? Because, because why? Because society tells me I should be X kilograms and that's what I should do. Do you see what I'm saying? Give this weight of yours more meaning. Don't let it just be, I just want to look a certain way because that's, um, that's the superficial shit we're all fed in the society and it doesn't make us happy necessarily. Um, that attention is, it's fleeting, you know? Um, we want stuff that, that's truly us in, inside. We're, we're living as a, who we want to be. We're being the person we want to be. And even if that means it's a couple more kilograms that we're carrying in our body, we're fine with that because we know we're being who we should be. So, I don't know. Le lecture over. <laughs> um, all right. How do you overcome cravings? Well, so the healthy guy. I'm Oprah. Ray lost 400 pounds. Anthony Reed. Cool. That's cool. Four years to lose 100 pounds. Hard work and determination. Yep, look at this. All right, helps anyone for free. That's cool. Yeah. Well, you're welcome, Angela. And I, I wish you the best on this. And pay attention. If you keep watching my stuff, you'll get that message deeper. And it's just a, it's a, it's, it's what you deserve. <laughs> I don't want you to, you know what I mean? It sucks that, that sometimes people have to wait till they're 40s or 50s or maybe never, to, you know, to kind of get that, you know? Um, Okay, I, I want to give so so I'll, I want to answer your questions all. So, um, how do you overcome cravings? There's a lot of ways, and that's a big question. Um, there's a lot of ways to overcome cravings, but I think overcoming cravings is the wrong framing of the question. We don't want to overcome cravings. We want to ideally. Oh, thank you for the roses. Um, we want to prevent cravings is how I always think of it. See, a lot of times you have to understand just we zoom out a little bit. There's always paradigms where the ways of thinking about things that we're stuck in. And as a hypnotist, I like to reframe things because it makes everything a lot quicker. And so one of the things as a core psychological concept that we all pretty much have, and it comes from, I think, society in general and medicine 
especially is we have a medical system that really is built around treating symptoms, not finding cures. Um, it's a for-profit system where there's a lot of money made on treating diabetes as opposed to curing it or helping people prevent it. And so I think that's the world we live in. And so we tend to, when we come with weight loss, we tend to intuitively approach things. How can I overcome cravings? How can I fight the cravings? You see? And my mindset is always a preventative one. How can I prevent the cravings? Because right? we all know the saying of uh, ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, right? And so it's always a lot easier if we take a step back and instead of saying, oh my God, I have all these unhealthy cravings. How do I fight against them? How do I overcome them? That's always the framing. But I like to take a step back and say, well, what's leading to the cravings in the first place? And so we start there. And the first thing that's always leading to cravings is our, it's really how we eat and our lifestyle are the two big sources of the cravings we're experiencing, okay? And so if you're eating a lot of process engineered hyperpalatable foods, well, you're never gonna overcome cravings. It's like saying, how can I do cocaine and heroin and, and not have cravings for them? It, well, you can't. Yeah. How can I smoke cigarettes and deal, how can I fight my cravings for cigarettes? You, you know what I mean? Like, like well, that, that ain't gonna work, you know? You gotta get rid of those things or at least reduce them. The, the more you reduce those uh, hyper palatable, think about all the foods that are engineered. I mean, you know, I talk about this sometimes because I should talk about this more because understanding how your food's created is a very big eye opener. It's no different than how we think about cigarettes, you know, and we don't think cigarettes used to just be thought of as cigarettes. Now we think of cigarettes as like these companies are actively trying to get us addicted. And I don't think they want to kill us, but they don't mind if they do either. And the food companies are exactly the same thing. We are in the exact same boat. And at this point, the food's more deadly than the cigarettes. You know, because it's all the time. The number one cause of preventable death is food related. It's eating, it's weight related. You know, it's what we're putting into our mouth constantly. So we've got to reduce that down, put more natural foods into our body. That's a big way to start preventing cravings. And the other piece is the lifestyle piece, right? So what do I mean by lifestyle? I'm talking about your sleep, your hydration, your relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. If you don't have these things in your life, you're going to have a lot more unhealthy cravings, right? Don't sleep well, right? You get three hours of sleep tonight. Notice how hungry you are tomorrow and how much you are craving unhealthy foods. Don't hydrate yourself, same thing. Um, stress, lots of stress in your, your body and in your life, you're gonna have unhealthy cravings. So lack of nourishment, right? If, you don't have a, if you're not nourishing your body with high quality food, you're gonna crave food and a lot of those cravings will be unhealthy. So, you know, it, it's, those would be the two big ones I would say. And I know you want me to just be like, I wish I could just give you a, cause I, you want me to give you something within the paradigm, right? It was like, what can I do just gonna help cravings? Is there a magic trick you can do? Well, no, you know what I mean? There's no magic trick. I mean, you can't smoke cigarettes and be like, why am I, why am I craving these cigarettes so much? Do you see what I'm saying? So you have to look at the food that way. And you have to also recognize, but just like if you were a cigarette smoker, if you were having a really stressful time, if you weren't sleeping well, if all these things are going on, your cravings would increase as well. So again, I would say there's also mindset stuff too, but I mean, what's the point even getting to mindset? You know, the, the first point, you know, is really gonna be like what you're eating and lifestyle are the two, two big ones. And then obviously mindset underpins all of it, right? Um, how to make a big why? That is a good question. And um, do we need probiotics to lose weights? Absolutely not. Um, you never need a supplement, I believe, to lose weight. I, I just have not seen that. 
Um, I believe in probiotics from the source. So I'm a big fan of the microbiome and, and manipulating it and understanding it and using it to the best of its abilities to help us manage our weight. The microbiome science is absolutely fascinating. It's the most, you know, if you're looking for amazing um, like weight loss stories and potential fixes, the microbiomes might where you wanna go because they've done like microbiome transplants on obese and thin mice put a, a thin microbiome into an obese mouse, feed the mouse the same amount of food, and they lose weight. That's how important the microbiome is, potentially, now it's mice, right? Um, they haven't done that with humans yet, but the microbiome is really interesting to understand. And so all you need to know about the microbiome and probiotics is start putting more natural foods into your body. <laughs> Fruits, vegetables, greens, beans. You put more of those into your body, you're already getting probiotics, right? So um, everything you eat is is cultivating the microbiome you have. If you eat a lot of sugar and flour, you're gonna have a certain type of microbiome. If you eat a lot of salads and fresh fruits and vegetables and natural foods, you're gonna have a different microbiome. And that microbiome has a big impact on you, right? So yeah, I think probiotics and things like that are marketing bullshit that you don't need. And I think you'd be better served by eating natural foods that would do the same thing, but in a natural way and give you a lot of other extra benefits as well, you know? Um, how to make a big why, I wanna get into that because that's so huge, so huge. Um, you're welcome, Trey. Uh, the big why, right? That, that's what it's all about, really, in my opinion. So my program, that's right where we start. After I, I teach you a, a hypnotic programming technique, that's the most important part. But um, right after that is we start on the workbook and it's motivation, you know? It's really making this more important to you because right now, don't get upset when I say this, but right now sitting here listening to me, and you might have been trying to lose weight for decades, but I'm here telling you, you don't want to lose weight. Most people do not want to lose weight. They, they wish they'd lose weight. They, they definitely wish they'd wake up tomorrow or today and start eating better and start losing weight. They wish 10 out of 10. The want, what I mean specifically is what you actually are willing to do, what you're actually going to do. And you don't want to lose the weight. You don't want to eat better. That want is like a two out of 10, three out of 10, if that, you know? So the first thing you have to understand is that if you have any chance of ever really uh, getting your, of ever really getting your um, weight under control is that you need to come up with a more compelling reason, right? And you've got to know this because I know you sit there and you think, I know you think about your weight all day long and you've been doing that for decades. I, I know I know your mindset. I know how you think better than you do. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I've been doing this for 20 years professionally, 30 years personally. Um, and I know that you think about it all the time, but thinking about something all the time is different than actually taking you know, forward action, making it happen, right? Um, so you're, you're so used to just kind of thinking about why don't I do it? What's wrong with me? How can I never do this? Why don't I ever stick? Am I ever going to lose the weight? I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just always mulling around the exact same questions and getting to the same answers. So the first thing between you and your goal weight is really motivating yourself properly, you know? And when you have the right motivation, the whole process transforms right before your eyes. You see, you're trying to do this with no motivation, you know, and... You think you're motivated. That's the, that's the trick of it. I'll, let me prove your point. We'll do. We'll go through the little thought experiment here, because I know you're, you're like, Jim. You're full of shit. I'm. I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. But let's just compare it, right? So if I say on a scale of one to ten, how much do you want to lose weight? Right. So I know you're thinking like eight or nine, ten. I want to lose weight really bad. Okay. 
But now let's just imagine for a moment that the person you love the most in your life, right? The person who you care the most about in your life, that you love the most, imagine they were kidnapped and the kidnapper said, you will never see them again unless you lose weight this month. And I'm gonna put all your favorite foods around the house and you can't move them, right? Would, would, would you struggle to lose weight in that situation? Or would it be like instantly you'd start losing weight, right? So what level of motivation would that be on a scale of one to 10? And then you say, well, that's, that's a 10. Well, what was the other number then? <laughs> Honestly, you know? This is what I'm trying to tell you. Again, your weight loss, it all comes down to mindset. Yeah, that, that one's a 10, right? And so I just say, it's, a, it's an unpleasant example, I get that, but I just want you to mentally get to experience, even just for a moment, what real motivation feels like, you see? Um, and you haven't had it, and it's not your fault. It, it's the thing about weight that is difficult is that it comes on a pound at a time, and so you kind of habituate to it. So I use the metaphor that like you you experience the pain of the weight. I know you do, but you experience it like it's a like it's a backpack filled with heavy bricks, and it's like those bricks that just come on come on one at a time. And so you're stooped over, and you're like, oh god, this weight, I can't stand it. And so you're familiar, you know the weight, the pain of the weight, but you're experiencing it chronically. You know what I mean? Like it's there, oh, it's, it's heavy and you, you're sludging around with it. But what you need to do is you need to feel the pain of the weight sharp like a knife. You get poked in the side with a knife, you respond to it, right? The heavy backpack, you can, you can keep going with it. And that's kind of where you're at. So you experience the pain of the weight constantly, but it's in a chronic way. You need to make it acute, sharp. And that's what starts to make the real shifts and changes that you need to make in order to get the results you want. You know, but that's the first step to sit here and think like, oh, I'm really motivated. I really want it. You're not. And so that's a lie. And you're going to wonder why you're not getting the results you want, you know? And so that's the first thing I work on. So I take people through what I call the motivation matrix. Pain, pleasure is level one. Really understanding how to use pain and pleasure because the pain is, is very important, but the pain's good for like make, helping you make a decision. The pleasure is good for helping you carry it out. And this is a big mistake people make because most people try and motivate themselves almost exclusively through pain, right? And so I always say there's like the spontaneous pain-based motivation event. So you step on the scale, you see a picture of yourself, uh, some outfit you have, it doesn't fit all of a sudden, or, or finally you, you got to that point. Um, you go to the doctors, someone says something to you, you catch a reflection, something like this happens and you get so upset and you say, that said, I got to do something about this and usually start your weight loss plan from that place of pain. And you try and stay in a state of pain to keep yourself motivated, right? But this doesn't work because your brain is a pleasure-seeking mechanism. Your brain doesn't want pain, it wants pleasure. This is what's got you in the weight problem right now, right? You know you shouldn't eat certain things, but your brain just wants them and you have no ability to stop yourself, right? Um, so your brain is wired for pleasure. So if you're trying to make all your motivation to lose weight around pain, and how much you hate your body and how much you hate how you look and you hate being in this weight and all. If, if that's what your motivation is, we call it, in NLP, we call it a motivation strategy. If that's your motivation strategy to keep trying to whip yourself and feel a lot of pain to keep yourself moving forward, it's most likely not gonna work because you're literally fighting against every everything you are as a human being. You know, you're not built that way. So instead, we wanna use the pain to help you make a decision to see the pain of your situation now and potentially in the future. But then we wanna figure out what the pleasure is and we wanna make this a process that's oriented around pleasure because that's when you really start getting amazing results. You know, I can sit here and tell you like, I eat really clean. I don't feel like I'm missing out at all. There's zero deprivation, 
You know, even though I eat less cookies than I did, I eat less ice cream, less pizza, less bagels, less all that stuff, drink less beer. So yeah, do I miss out on that stuff? I, will I consume less of it? Do I miss it? Do I feel deprived? No, no, I don't. Um, because I have it set up in my mind as a different, it's a different setup. You know, I'm more focused on the pleasure I get out of living this way. So hope that makes sense. But there's a strategic way to approach motivation and you're not doing it. I can guarantee you're not doing it. If Because it's, it's literally, that's the first step. That's for level one, motivation matrix. Level one is pain, pleasure. And level two is intrinsic, extrinsic motivation. It's the science of motivation. And again, as long as you have, as long as you've been trying to lose weight, you have not, you, you, you don't know anything about the nuts and bolts of actually losing weight, you know? I don't say this to make you feel bad. I say it just to point out because you're taking it on like you're, there's something wrong with you. I know this. At this point, you've got some belief that there's something wrong with you. You can't lose the weight. No matter what I do, I tried everything and I haven't lost the weight, you know? But you haven't tried everything. You haven't tried a mindset approach. You haven't tried a holistic approach to mastering your weight once and for all. You've never had the goal of, uh, never mind the weight loss and just trying to lose weight. I want to get to my goal weight and live there for the rest of my life. I want to master my weight. I want to master my health. I want to be the best version of me possible. You have not articulated that way. I know it. <laughs> and when you do, it changes the whole process. So yeah, ironically, weight loss is really hard. Weight mastery is a lot easier. Think about weight loss. It's this huge overcorrection, you know, of, of like day one starting 50, 60% of your calories cut down, you know, and expecting you're going to ride that out to your goal weight. It's, it's just, it's a crazy approach and it's childish. It's like, cause you, why? Cause you're so impatient. Right. And so, um, you know, you're so impatient that you keep yourself on the same path. Think about it. Look back at your weight loss attempts. Notice if there's a pattern there. Notice if there's a pattern of weight loss attempts of you starting your weight loss attempt on day one in a really difficult way that you can't keep up or don't want to keep up. Notice if that's a pattern that you keep repeating. <laughs> right. It probably is. And so I don't know, you know, I know you keep thinking something's going to change at some point, but I don't know. Is that true? When does it change? Um, so, you know, but if you have any other questions, feel free to ask them. Because again, what I will do uh, is I will help you reframe things. You know, again, that's what I say. You don't realize it right now, but, but you're in a, a mental prison. When it comes to weight loss, you're in a mental prison that was put there by the diets. And so you think about weight loss as a dieter. You think about weight loss in terms of dieting. You, you can't even separate dieting, weight loss from dieting. And so you have no other way to approach weight, your weight, other than what the diets have put into your head pretty much. So a lot of the solutions I, I like to offer you, a lot of ways to answer the questions, it's not like some simple thing I can tell you within the prison that you're already in, the mental prison you're in. It's about breaking out of that prison and seeing that there's another way to approach this that makes a lot more sense, that works with you. Because think about it. I mean, again, I don't know how long you've been trying to lose weight. I ask this question all the time. I usually get people saying 10, 20, 30 years, you know, and here you are 10, 20, 30 years later. And it's like you have no more understanding of how to lose weight than you did before you started your first diet. You know, that should be the first sign that this is the path you're on in terms of your weight loss is the wrong path, right? Because it, I'm not even talking about the results you should have had, but geez, if you work at something for 10, 20, 30 years, you should at least be better at it. You should at least have some more understanding about it. Right? Imagine you garden for 30 years. You better know more about gardening than me who's never gardened before. 
right? Imagine playing, I'm the perfect example of this actually, is I'm playing guitar now for 30 years and um, I'm not, I'm not a great guitar player, uh, but I'm a lot better than I was, <laughs> you know, I'm way better than I was. You know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's weird, but when it comes to weight loss, how can you be just as bad now as you were when you first started? How can you know nothing more? Oh, I know how high it is. You, you know, here it goes. If you know me or you know where I'm going with this, but it's the diets, right? When I talk about this, this mental prisoner in you is the diets. You say, well, why, why would a diet want me to, what, what? That doesn't make any sense. Well, cause you don't know that diets and the food companies are the same thing. I'm, you're sitting here watching this. You don't know that Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. You don't know that Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. You don't know that Slim Fast was owned by the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's ice cream, Unilever. You don't know that Atkins Foods is the same company that owns Atkins Foods is the same company that owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. Think about that, right? They don't want you to lose weight. Stop it. Stop it. You think Heinz and Nestle want you to consume less of their bullshit, right? Come on, you know? So anyways, you have to understand that the main place you've been learning how to lose weight from is it's been compromised, <laughs> right? It's compromised. And um, they've, they've taught you this way of losing weight that doesn't work, right? And it's missing the most important factors anyways. How the hell are you going to lose weight without changing your mindset, right? Think about it. How are you going to lose weight? You think you just need to get some, give me the plan. Just give me the plan. I'll follow it. I just saw a person today hawking a, a meal plan. It's like, oh yeah, let me give you, let me give you a meal plan. Let me give you thirty days of meal plans, three meals a day that you've never made or eaten before. So get, here you go. Here's thirty days of making ninety new meals you've never made before. Uh, let me know how you're doing three days in. <laughs> let me know. Let me know how it's going. Changing all of your eating in one day. Let me know how that goes. I'd love to hear about it. Cause I got a feeling it's not going to go well, <laughs> but fall, we, we fall for it, right? Because we get very emotional. We get emotional again. We get, we get so upset about our weight and we say, Oh Christ, I'll do anything. A meal plan. I'll just, I'll do anything. Just tell me what to do. Stop eating carbs, put my body in ketosis. I don't know what that means, but okay. If I'll lose weight, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, And it's like, we just fall for anything, you know? And it's like, um, yeah, Susie's a more pure facts. It is, right? I mean, Jesus. It's like I don't I've been doing this for so long, I just I take it for granted now. So it's it's always I get I always I it's been about three months. I, I kind of reorganized my whole business so I could get on here, just talk about this stuff. Cause, you know, Jesus, it's we've never had more diets or medical medical care in the history of the planet, and yet we've got seventy percent of the population's overweight or obese. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> what's going on? You know what I mean? Um, and I'm going to get all my conspiracy horse here, but it's, uh, it, it, what I, what I do, why I do care about this and why I do come out and say this is not to put diets in, in the medical establishment down. Cause I like the medical establishment. I want to be clear about that. I, I don't, I don't like how the medical establishment is handling overweight and obesity. It makes, it pisses me off. Look, a little context. My dad died at 54 of a heart attack. Okay. So to me, the food and the weight thing is like, you know, someone, all like, oh, their parents died of drug addiction. Well, I feel like my dad died of a food addiction. And, um, and I was headed right down the same path. And it was just pure luck, pure miracle luck that I was exposed uh, to NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, hypnosis, Tony Robbins, personal development, yoga, martial arts, guitar, meditation, all of these things in a couple months. It was just a... It, pure miracle. I just feel like I'm paying it forward now. You know, I just feel so lucky. It changed my entire life. But 
the reason I'm doing this here and saying this stuff to you is that it's it's not the thing that bothers me the most is people blaming themselves. I would say my clients over 20 years, the one thing they all have in common is they're almost all perfectionists. They're overthinkers. They're in their head thinking all the time, successful in their professions or in their chosen paths in life, struggling with the weight. And they say, what the hell? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm this smart, ambitious, focused person over here. And then what comes over here, I can't change my behaviors at all. This is my client. Um, this is me, you know, to some degree. And so it's like, how can this be? How can you be one way in one area of your life and completely different in another area of your life? Doesn't make sense, you know? And so with the diets being the only way that a person knows how to lose weight, what ends up happening where a person gets to usually, they say, well, there must be something wrong with me. No matter what I do, I can't lose weight. Well, that's not true. It's not true. It, it's not no matter what you do. It's that you keep doing the same fucking thing. <laughs> you keep doing the exact same thing. You keep doing a diet. We say, well, no, no, they're different. That diet was just eating cabbages. This one's just eating oranges. Whoa, okay. <laughs> so, well, this one, no, that one was low fat. This one, I don't need any carbs. They're totally different. Well, they seem different on the surface, but underneath they're the exact same because it's someone you never met before, who's never met you, saying, here, eat this way to lose weight. You know, and you say, oh, I'm going to follow that. I'm going to force myself to do that, you know? And, uh, Good luck, you know, because your brain and your body, you're not set up to micromanage your eating, to instantly change all of your eating in one day to a different way, you know? So, you know, and, and I guess probably the biggest thing of all of it, all of it, and this is what you notice, is the diets, is there's never the mindset component, you know? Never. What, what, what's Weight Watchers talking about? Being mindful, which could mean, it couldn't mean less, <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? It's just a word, a word they never describe. Like, what is a mindset? How do you change your mindset to change your weight? You know? And that's my whole, that's all I do is help people change their mindset because your mindset is more important to your weight than anything else. You know? It's more important than your genetics, your metabolic disorder, your type 2 diabetes, your thyroid, your menopause, all of it. Your mindset's more important than all of those things. And so... No one's ever talking about it though. You know, even psychology, you can read about stuff and no one ever, how do I get myself to eat what I know I should? How do I actually change my behaviors in a predictable, logical way? Which again, if you take a second and think about it, how could you not have any clue about how to change your behavior after 20, 30 years of trying to lose weight, of dieting? How could you have no sense of how to change your behavior? What you've been doing, what you've been reading, now, I'm not saying this to be an asshole. I just say it just to point out that the diet's never going to help you because they're never teaching you the key part that you need to know. You know what I mean? You know? So um, you could take things. I take parts of diets. I mean, everything's got something usually beneficial to offer, at least partly, you know? So I take, I'll look at different diets and I'll say, well, what's the philosophy here? I get it. Maybe I'll implement it. Maybe I won't. I'm not going to take some diet on full full force. You know what I mean? I've adapted and created my own diet that's customized around me, my lifestyle, my preferences, my goals, you know? And so I think that's an important part. And it changes the whole process from one of, uh, you know, you being very disengaged to some degree, right? Because you're not, you're not doing the work you need to do. 
to master your weight. And you say, oh, just give me the plan and I'll follow it. Well, you won't. You won't because you can't just follow a meal plan all of a sudden, long term. It's very rare. So, you know, there's a better approach is to start changing how you're thinking about this process. So that's what I tell you. The first thought I would shift, the first thing I would change is that you go from thinking about losing weight to mastering your weight, from losing weight to living at your goal weight for the rest of your life, right? Because that's more accurate of a goal anyways. You know, even the language you're using is setting you up for failure. You know, the idea that you're going to, you know, lose the weight, like how are you going to lose it? You know what I mean? Like, like, again, just linguistically, that's a, it's not a very accurate description. And on top of that, it's about what you're not going to do, right? It's what you're not going to have this weight on you. You're not going to do that. I'm going to lose it. I'm not going to be the person I am now. But what about who you're going to be? Who are you going to be? What are you going to weigh? How are you going to eat? <laughs> you know? How are you going to live your life? Who are you going to be? That's a more important question. And they were, your subconscious mind is craving for that answer. Think about it. It's craving for that question. <laughs> so, you know. Anyways, yeah, it's like sometimes I think I'm like a weight, weight loss philosopher. So I think we need more of. <laughs> you know, I think we need to kind of take a step back. Of what are we trying to do here? You know? Because the diets, it's always... I'm not going to go into it today. I go into it all the time. But the diets are just like carnival games. You know? Their whole goal is to try and make it seem really easy but they don't really work. We know this, right? I always say, like, you know it. Like, if you have a friend of yours or someone you know is like, well, I'm going to start a diet. I'm going to start losing some weight. Do you ever believe it's going to work for them? Do you ever believe them? You know? And it's not because you don't believe them. Not that they're not honest people. You just don't believe it's going to work. You don't believe it's going to happen. And that's that applies to you too, by the way. Right? Every time you start a plan, you don't believe it right <laughs> you know so it's um there's so much of the mindset stuff that until it's fixed it's like what what are we doing here how are you gonna get the results you want you know what i mean if, you, if you're set up for failure from the beginning your whole process is set up on a foundation of quicksand you know there is no real foundation again in my program mindset's the bottom piece lifestyle and then the eating but what's the point of focusing on your eating if your lifestyle is trash and your mindset is not not working at all you know, it's just, who cares? So what? You can force yourself to do something for a little while. I, I don't understand what the what the appeal of doing something for a little while is. I know, because you think what? You're just going to, oh, 28 days. I'll do it for 28 days and I'll have all the habits. That number is bullshit anyways, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> you know, because then, then worst is you're like, oh, maybe you know about the 28 days of a, of a habit thing. You're like, well, wait a second. I've done diets for two months. And, the, and as soon as I stopped the diet, all the habits disappeared. Right. So, you know, yeah, habits, it's important to understand them. But a lot of the stuff we know is just wrong. And that's what's that's what's got you kind of stuck where you're at. You know, so, again, I want this to be a message of hope. I don't I don't I'm sad I got a negative, but I want this to be a message of hope that if you start thinking in a new way, if you start thinking about this process differently, you're going to start getting new results. You know, that that's the that's the fun part, you know, is that you can change everything instantly, not starting off diet <laughs> not with the diet it's by starting it instantly what's up real talk um that's cool and enjoying music thing so yeah so it's 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 how can i think differently about this that's where your, your time's better spent <laughs> not like how can i cut my calories down to 1200 calories today you know 
And uh, I'm not picking on you, Angela, if you're still here. Because, again, sometimes you got to go through that, I guess, to get to a place of wisdom, you know. However, most of the people on here, I don't know, most of my clients are, are they're in that stage of wisdom. You're, you're, you're at the point where you stop thinking you're going to die it. Stop it. <laughs> Look at your 20 years of history and say, oh, hmm, that doesn't work. That doesn't work, right? I need a better approach. You know, start tapping into your wisdom, you know. Nice job, Real Talk. Doing well. Went jogging this week. Losing weight. Nice. That's great. Right? Um, so let me let me pick on that a little bit here. Just because the losing weight thing. I was going to talk about that. Because if there's one phrase that just makes me... Well, as Peter Griffin would say, it really grinds my gears. Is when people say, oh, that's just semantics. You know? Because as a hypnotist, semantics are everything. Your subconscious mind is extremely literal. Right? It's very literal. It's like a computer in the sense that you need to... Put, input the programming in very, very specific code-wise. Um, if you're doing computer code, you can't just be vague in general. You know, you have to be very, very specific. And it's the same with your subconscious mind. You have to be very specific about what you're putting into it. And so the first thing I want to understand is that your subconscious mind does not understand negatives. So if I tell you not to think about something, so get ready. Don't think about what I'm about to tell you. Don't think about a banana. Don't think about a banana. Do not think about a yellow banana or a green banana. Don't think about a banana, period. <laughs> what you're thinking about. And so the first thing to understand is your subconscious mind does not understand negatives. It has to think about a banana in order to not think about it. Okay? So when you think about your diets, most diets are about what you can't eat. Um, they're about losing the weight. It's a, it's, it's a negative in that sense. It's about what you don't want. I just want to lose the weight. Yeah, great. Your subconscious mind doesn't make sense of that because you compare it compare it to what do you want to weigh right what, what weight do you want to live at what size do you want to be can you feel that difference there, there's a difference between what we want and what we want to lose or what we don't want and your subconscious mind loves focusing on what we want right and so even the idea like like I, I, I'll go a little deep with you for a second but it's like the idea of losing weight right what let, let's delve into that a little bit psychologically when we talk about losing weight what are we saying we're, we're imagining ourselves being overweight where we're at now and then we say i want to lose the weight and we say i want to lose it <laughs> thanks Susie. and uh we want to lose the weight we imagine ourselves and we imagine ourselves being less of the version who we kind of are now right I mean, think about this for a second. And, and I think this is such a funny conversation because you've been wanting to lose weight for, for how long? Right? Decades, probably. And so when you think, okay, there's me being overweight, struggling with food, overeating, not living too healthy. And I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose it. But we're never telling our subconscious mind, what, who do we want to be? Right? So let's contrast that, what we just said there with, who do you want to be? What weight do you want to live at? That's another suggestion I, I would suggest you make is instead of saying, I want to lose X amount of pounds, say, I want to be X amount of pounds. Okay, because now that's a different image in your mind. What weight do you want to live at? What size do you want to be? How do you look when you're at that weight, at that size, that version of you? How does it look? And I start with the superficial stuff because that's how you think about weight loss. Okay, but let's go a little bit deeper. This is where the fun stuff happens. If you were at that weight, if you were living as that version of you, how would you describe yourself? What feelings would you have more of in your life? 
I don't know. Different people have different feelings. I'd feel more attractive, more confident. I'd be happier. I'd be healthier. I'd have more energy. You know, my clothes would fit better. Um, I'd feel like I, my blood numbers would go better. I'd be, I'd become, I would get rid of my pre-diabetes diagnosis. I'd get rid of my type two diabetes. You know, I'd, my blood pressure would go down. You know, it, it's different for each person. You understand? But notice, we want to fill it up. We, we want to think of like the, the motivation jar. We want to fill it up with context context the weight on a scale doesn't mean it. shit <laughs> do you understand like the, the, the weight on a scale means nothing and you know this because that i i don't know if you'll get this because this is it's subtle but it's so powerful because i so often my program people like they're, they're killing it right they're they're living healthier they're eating better they're feeling incredible okay and like i had the most amazing week i felt amazing da, 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 da. then i stepped on the scale it didn't move as much as i thought it would and now i'm, I'm destroyed right but think about it right the changing how you live changing how you eat changing how you think makes you feel better no outside measurement tool necessary do you understand that right you start living better you start feeling more optimistic more hopeful more energized healthier you feel all that in you you know you feel better that's what we call an intrinsic motivator you don't need anyone else to tell you you don't need someone to say oh you look great you don't need a scale to tell you, oh, you lost five pounds. You don't need a measurement to say, oh, I lost an inch. You don't need any of that. You're living better. You're feeling better. You feel better. You can feel it in yourself. You know it. Okay. The extrinsic motivator is the weight. You need to step on the scale to tell me how, how I should feel, scale. I feel amazing right now. Life's been great. I've been living good. I'm feeling positive, motivated. I guess momentum. I'm feeling awesome. Now, scale, tell me how I should feel. Really. Control how I feel, scale. <laughs> you know, which I, I get it. I'm not saying we can ever 100% avoid that because when we lose the weight, when that's our goal, it's exciting. And when we don't lose the weight, and we've been working at it. It's discouraging a little. I get all that. But we're so unbalanced. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, you're 100% controlled by that scale and what it's going to say to you. And that's a big part of the problem you're having. And it's it's indicative of a bigger problem that you're just approaching this as I want that number on that scale to go down. That's like such a sterile, disassociated goal right? You can have, you can want the scale to go down. I'm not telling you to not want that goal. I'm saying, how about all the other shit that gets better? How about the fact that you feel better? You wake up energized. You wake up with a clear head. You wake up with your stomach feeling good for the first time in decades. You go to sleep feeling light, feeling proud of yourself for how you ate, excited about tomorrow, feeling like you, you got, you're on a good track, feeling amazing. You've actually made some real changes and you feel better. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how are we just going to avoid that shit? I just want to look better. You got to break yourself out of that friggin' trance. Yeah, you can want to look better, but it's got to be about more than that because it is about more than that, by the way. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the scale, the scale control a lot of people's moods here. And, and I get it. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying that ever goes away, okay? Because it is a measurement and you want it, you want it to go away. So it's, it's normal to feel a little discouraged, a little frustrated if it doesn't move the way you want. It's not normal to 100% of your focus to just be on what that scale does when you're missing. Because this happens every client I work with where it's like they're feeling amazing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like literally, genuinely, not, they're not bullshitting themselves. They genuinely are feeling great because they're living healthier. They're doing all this healthier stuff and they feel amazing. But then the scale's not moving as quick as they want. And I say as quick as they want because never mind if the weight, if it goes up, if it doesn't go down as much as they expected. You know, they just destroyed. So 
you know, this is the mindset piece that you've got to, you, you have, and this is, see, this is the biggest difference between people I get to work with and people I don't work with is that you have no control over your mindset at all. So it's like you just, you are what you are and you feel how you feel and it can't change because you can't, you don't know how to change any of it. So if you hate the scale, well, I can't use the scale. The scale, it completely destroyed. I can't use the scale. I'm too emotional. Too emotional to scale. That's it. Okay. But if you knew how to influence your mind and your emotions, you could use the scale. And then you could have something reflecting where you're at every day. Just like you use a speedometer. You don't freak out when you see the speedometer of your car. Oh shit, I'm going too fast. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to know I'm going too fast. I don't want to know I'm speeding. I don't want to know. I can't. If I find out I'm speeding, my day's ruined. You know, or consequently, I don't want to look down and say I'm going too slow. You know what I mean? Like it's silly in that context, but with the scale, you're, you're, there's so much emotion that's generated by how you think that's controlling what you're getting. And that's just one example of that scale. I'm telling you the entire weight loss process for you is being dictated by the mindset that you didn't decide on. It got installed into your mind by nefarious forces that want you to fail to lose weight. And you're now trapped in that mindset. You know, um, so yeah, it, it, the most value you get in terms of moving forward with your weight loss is not some new diet to start. It's to start reflecting on your mindset and how you can optimize it so that you can get the results that you want, which again, starts by articulating the exact, the results you actually want. <laughs> the results you want are not to lose weight. You know what I mean? Like you've lost weight and then you put it back on. You're happy about that weight loss right now? No, right? Because you don't want to just lose weight. You want to live at your goal weight. And I don't. If that sounds like the same thing to you, you need to splash some cold water in your face because they're completely different. What's the image in your mind when you imagine, I just want to lose the weight and I want to live at my goal weight forever? You're not thinking the same thing. There's two different images in your mind. Just as different if I said, don't think about a banana, don't think about an apple, right? I, I say those two sentences that they're... It's you not thinking about those things, but you're thinking about two different things. And one, you're thinking about a banana. One, you're thinking about an apple. And when you say, I just want to lose weight versus I want to live at my goal weight forever, you have two different images in your mind. Literally, your visual cortex lighting up. That's why I say, don't think about a banana. Well, you got to make sense of what I'm saying. So your visual cortex lights up instantly with the image of a banana. It's an internal image that's impacting you. I mean, the banana gives a shit if you think about a banana. That doesn't matter. But if you're thinking about yourself, I just want to lose the weight. You're thinking about yourself being overweight, not out of control with the weight, and you're thinking about not being that version of you. As opposed to, I want to live at my goal weight. Now you're imagining who you want to look like, what you want to be, which is probably a vague image because you don't give it any thought anyways. So don't be like, well, I don't think anything there either. Yeah, maybe you're not because you never think about it. You never imagine who you actually want to be most likely. You know? Again, maybe you do law of attraction stuff and you kind of like a vague idea of what you want to look like. But visually is not enough anyways. That's why visualization of itself is incomplete. You can't just visualize yourself to success, in my opinion. I think, I always call it like three-dimensional visualization. You want to visualize, yeah, as much as you can imagine what you're going to look like, that's fine. Um, but you want to imagine what you're going to speak like, how you're going to talk to yourself, what other people are going to say. Um, and then most importantly of all is how you're going to feel. How are you going to feel at your goal weight? right? Not just how you're going to look, how are you going to feel? Because uh, here you go. This is just going to prove the point that your mindset is what's literally control. Your mindset's like the thermostat 
you know, like you say, thermostats, whatever temperature, and it keeps it right around there. Your mindset is controlling your weight. You know, they have a weight, weight set point as if it's this physical metabolic thing. It's not, it's a mindset thing. Okay. And so if you were at your goal weight, let's talk about that. Let's have some fun. Right. And so you can experience this firsthand. And I just want to point out that you have no, you've never done this. Decades of dieting, you've never done this. Who do you want to be? How do you want to look? Let's take a moment. Now, if you're going to do this kind of work, you got to relax. All right. You're, you're tense. I know this. Your shoulders are tense. Your chest is tense. Your face is tense. Your jaw's tight. Your stomach's tight. And all that's preventing you from breathing properly. So relax your body. Relax your shoulders. Relax your chest. Relax your stomach. Relax your face. Okay. Why do we do this? Well, it feels nice to relax. It makes it easier to breathe. Right? If your muscles are tight, your lungs can't expand. So breathing is nice. But it's all for a purpose. It's that this relaxing our body, breathing more deeply, activates our parasympathetic nervous system. Okay? And that's the opposite of your sympathetic nervous system. Your sympathetic nervous system is your fight, flight, or freeze response. Your parasympathetic one is, they call it your rest and digest, but it's your, it's your calm, relaxed one. Why it matters is your parasympathetic nervous system allows the blood to flow up to your brain so that you can use all of your brain, your executive functioning, your creativity, your logic. Your sympathetic nervous system, your fight, flight, or freeze, when you're in that mode, all tense, the blood comes down from your brain out to your muscles. And now you're not thinking as clearly. You're very reactive, very emotional. And this is typically the state you're in when you're thinking about your weight loss, which is why you just keep looping through the exact same thoughts. Okay. So if you're going to think creatively, which you're going to do, if you're going to think about yourself in the body you want to be in as the person who you want to be, you need to relax and tap into your creative mind. And so who do you want to be? How do you want to look? Imagine yourself at the goal weight you want to live at. What weight do you want to be at? What size clothes do you want to wear? Okay. Now, Let's go further than that, though, right? You're not just a outer being, you know? You're an inner being. How do you want to live? Now, this is the fun part. And again, I just want to point out that you, I bet you have never done this in your entire life. Decades of trying to lose weight and you have never, never approached your mindset, okay? What would it feel like to feel a sense of calm, a sense of comfort, a sense of confidence that you could control your weight, that you felt indifferent to unhealthy foods, that you were at your goal weight and you trusted the process so much that you felt relaxed and calm being at your goal weight, eating the way that you need to eat in order to live there, that you felt relaxed and calm, certain, that you're going to be able to maintain this weight forever because you enjoyed living this way. You enjoyed eating healthy foods that nourished your body, energized you, made you feel better. That you felt more mobile. Oh, you could move your body easier because there's less weight crushing it. 
that you could feel confident about yourself, that you did this in a way that you knew you could maintain. Because you did it slowly, systematically, strategically, changing your behaviors, the way you think, the way you feel, the way you behave and eat. And you've mastered it. And it's just as easy now to live at your goal weight as it was to be overweight. And that you don't diet, you don't work out like crazy, you're just living your life. Dealing with the bullshit life brings, the stresses, the tensions, dealing with those things in a genuine way, not turning to food because you realize that that just makes the problem worse, it just prolongs it. And you think so clearly and so calmly that it's just natural and automatic. You begin to trust yourself. Imagine trusting yourself that you're going to make the right choices. You know, that's the stuff that starts getting you on this path, you know, and then let's take it a step further. We'll bring it to what you want. Let's imagine yourself in your dream body. Right? Your, your best body that you could live in, the exact weight you want to be at. And you can imagine waking up and getting dressed in the outfit you'd love to wear on that body. Right? Imagine it now. What, what outfit would you like to wear? It fits you perfectly. How does it feel to wear that outfit? What's it feel like to feel completely confident, to be free of the negative chatter, to just feel good about your body, about you, about how you look, about how you feel? Okay. Let yourself feel that. Yeah, it feels amazing, right? Yeah. So this is the way. This is the way. You know, it's it's like you want to think about your weight loss, not about you just losing something. You want to think about it more like if you're going to go to the gym and build a muscle, right? It's not like you're going to lose the weakness, if that makes sense, right? So say, so, hey, have it ever worked out? You're not, you're not losing the weakness, you're developing the strength. Does that make sense, right? They're two totally different ways of thinking about it. You could say, I'm, I'm lifting weights, I'm faking it till I make it, I'm faking it till I make it, I'm losing the weakness, I'm losing my weakness, you know? It's like, that's a weird way to think about it though, right? Instead we would say, I'm, uh, you know, I'm developing strength, I'm becoming stronger every day, I'm working out my muscles, Right? <laughs> but we don't think about weight loss like that. I'm telling you, that's part of the problem. So the mindset becomes, who do I want to be? How do I develop it? And so, you know, by understanding self-hypnotic programming, you program this stuff into your mind. You, you, you develop, not muscles, but neural pathways. The neural pathways that develop a new mindset for you. You know, that's the path that gets you the results you want. So... There it is. All right, everyone. I'm gonna I'm gonna step out of here. If you got any quick questions, I might answer them. But I'm gonna get out of here. If you ever wanna take this further, I mean, this is just literally just scratch on the surface. This is a kindergarten. But if you're really serious about um, mastering your weight, of, of becoming the person you want to be, uh, click on my bio and go get that hypnosis session. I'm just giving it to you, you know. And that'll take you much more through what we just did. You're welcome, Callie. And then once you opt in for that session, there's a training um, that you can watch. Three steps to master your weight. Watch that. You know, um, change your mindset, change the way you're thinking about your weight, that that's how you change it. Okay. Um, it's not, not enough to diet. You, you can't, what did Albert Einstein said? You can't fix the, I'm, I'm totally blanking this. I don't know. I got to memorize this one, but you can't solve the, the problems you have now with the same level of thinking that created it. Does that make sense? 
you know? So it's like in order for you to, to, to get the results you want, you've got to take a step back and change the way you're thinking about it. Not keep thinking the same way and just hope some diet just comes down the pike and you just change magically. That's not going to happen. You're going to take a step back and approach this whole process differently in a more strategic, logical way, right? And by watching that training and listening to the hypnosis session, it'll help you do that. Right. So strongly suggest that for you. So, all right, everyone, you can always listen to my podcast program yourself. Then if you listen to it, leave a nice review. If, if you like it, um, my YouTube channel, Jim Katsoulis and obviously TikToks, uh, I'm always making those. So, all right, everyone have a, have a super day and we will talk soon. Thank you very much, Susie. Bye.